I V M. On one hand, my wife celebrates committed, determined leaders and her role models, and on the other hand, she is dismissive and I put my foot down. She calls me stubborn and rolls her eyes. It's damn annoying. My client was fuming while describing how trapped he is. Stubborn or firm? What's the difference? Is there any? Is there any stroke in the handwriting that depicts stubbornness? If yes, what do you do if you're stubborn? And the biggest challenge: how to deal with stubborn, or as most people refer to, the difficult people. Hold your horses. Today's episode will answer all these questions and much more. Welcome to Absolutely Right. The first graphology based podcast show in India where you get to learn how to understand people by looking at their handwriting and signature and yourself by looking at your own. I am your host Aditi Surana. I am a graphologist and a high performance coach. Before we get started, go ahead and grab a notepad where you or this difficult person has written something in a natural style. I'll talk about a specific stroke that is only found in the handwriting of a genuinely stubborn person. In my experience, If a writer does not have this stroke then he could be firm argumentative irritating annoying but not stubborn and if i'm just saying if khudana khasta you find this stroke in someone's writing then please do not go around saying i knew it i knew it see you're stubborn i told you now you understand or please don't go around the house singing rahul is stubborn rahul is stubborn no do not do it Let me tell you a story. Once the wind and the sun got into an argument. They wanted to prove who is stronger. They kept trying to win over the other, but nothing worked. After much deliberation, one of them came up with an ingenious idea. It was a winter morning around 10 a.m. They saw a middle-aged man walking on the road with a thick shawl on his shoulder. Wind said, "Whoever gets that man's shawl off his shoulder in 2 minutes will win." They both agreed. Wind started blowing faster and faster and with more intensity. Suddenly the brisk weather turned blustery. The gusty wind made the man hold on to his shawl even tighter. The wind tried even harder. The man's grip became even stronger. The wind could not make the man drop off his shawl. The time was up. The sun smiled and simply started glaring in the sky. The man couldn't bear the heat. Within a minute, on his own, he dropped his shawl. Remember this story while dealing with stubbornness. Rule number 1. If you confront or even worse tease a stubborn person for his stubbornness then what will happen you're right they will hold on to their defenses even tighter they will become more and more stubborn rule number 2 if you get a stubborn person to realize the adverse effect of being stubborn that too without pressing their already flared up triggers or defenses then what will happen they will drop their defenses on their own As a high performance coach I work with many leaders. Most of them are gifted with stubbornness as you can imagine. Towards the end of the episode I will be sharing five tried and tested ways of dealing with stubborn people that I practice on a regular basis. Let's begin with the analysis. Look at the handwriting sample in front of you and pay attention to the lowercase letter d. Found it? Now zoom in and look at only the vertical line. If you find a gap in the vertical line at the bottom as if a person is standing with his or her legs apart then that d shows stubbornness you can find a clearer diagram of this with some examples on the link mentioned in the description aditisurana.com/podcast 
look for episode number 80 and you can download a document. Now, while growing up, I was part of NCC or National Cadet Corps, as we called it, in my junior college. For some reason, instead of saying attention or at ease, some of my seniors took pride in screaming, Pred Sabdhan, Pred Vishram. I never understood why they did that. But if you have been part of this funny Pred regime, or if you've seen people do that, you'll understand the example that I'm about to tell you. Imagine pushing someone who's standing in the attention pose with his feet together. This person will lose his balance easily with a light push. Now imagine pushing a person who's standing in a vishram or at ease position with some distance between their feet. You can't push them easily. The wide gap between the legs allows the person to have a stronger grip. Obviously, that's the same point with the letter D. The writer does not budge easily from his opinions, point of views, decisions, conclusions, judgments, preferences, habits, you name it. He keeps defending his position even when the going gets tough, even when he realizes he was going wrong, or even if he hurts the people he loves. Did you watch the movie Piku? Amitabh Bachchan plays Deepika Padukone's forever constipated, irritated, irritating, stubborn father. After watching the movie, I was thinking of that character and I wondered if the character would have become a real person, he would have had the widest gap in his letter D. Yes, I do find personality sketches and handwriting strokes everywhere I go. Sometimes I actually think that I have some graphological lens to look at the world or something. Some of the greatest contributors to the society are people with strong minds, willpower and the stubbornness D. I found it in two handwritings of prominent people that all of us can relate to. First, first person's work can be described in one line. De di hame azadi bina rang kabina dhal. You're right, I'm referring to Mahatma Gandhi. I found the stubbornness D in his handwriting sample and I was wondering how stubborn the man had to be to pull so many hunger strikes and satyagrahas. Secondly, a revolutionary entrepreneur who changed the way we use and look at technology altogether. The square peg in the round hole himself, Steve Jobs. Most people know how particular he was about his quality and design standards. We must thank the stubbornness and give some credit to the letter D here. Stubbornness is where the strong will is on overdrive. It's where firmness marries ego and produces a child called rigidity. It is where putting a foot down becomes a default setting to a person to an extent that he gets blind to it. Let me give you five ways to deal with stubbornness and stubborn people. Do not take it personally. Set the context right. There's a fine line between stubbornness and persistence. As annoying and inconvenient it is for you, the stubborn person is not doing it to you. They have to defend themselves by default. That is their nature. You are incidental to the situation. Understand it and accept that. Point number two. Stay away from arguments and confrontation traps. It is very easy to fall into it as the stubborn person wants you to be inside the wrestling ring. It is their home ground. Do not hold any conversation when you can see that the person is triggered. Wait and look for the right time. Point number three, speak without personal remarks. Instead of saying that you are an inconsiderate person, say it is inconvenient for other people in the family and they cannot find things in place. Point number four, play with their strength. Stubborn people are smart, good at business and can be great decision makers. Do not rush to change them. They're known. Strong-willed people are not easy to deal with when it comes to their people skills. 
But ironically enough, it could be one of their secrets to success. Realize a brick wall attitude can be a strength and learn to play with it. Point number five, take control of the situation. Do not get hooked into their anti-everything, naysaying attitude. See through it, identify it, acknowledge it and take control of how you want to handle the situation. Coaching leaders demands that I change their perspective and their opinions and that is the toughest battle. I have to take the bull by the horn. And staying calm and being gentle and respectful is the key. Without putting them down, try to see their point of view and then respectfully show them that their opinion is important. Remember to stay calm and breathe. Now gently ask them to respect your opposing opinion and most often than not, you'll be surprised that they will see the merit in your side of the story too. Try these things and tell me how they have worked for you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Absolutely Right. If this episode has impacted you in any way, then be the first one to create the impact on others. Pay it forward. Look at someone's handwriting and see how you can help them in any way. Remember to click a photograph of the writing that you're analyzing and tag me. My Instagram handle is at Aditi Surana. Every month, I teach one graphology class. It is designed for every participant to know himself or herself at a deeper level. It's a great way to detect anxiety patterns, understand your kids and hire better people. Next batch begins on Saturday, 9th of Jan. All the details are mentioned on the website, aditisurana.com. So if you're intrigued by this topic, come join me. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let's connect on Wednesday. Till then, happy writing. I hope you enjoyed that show. If you aren't following us on social media, please do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's been an absolutely incredible week on the network. We had so many great guests, so many great episodes. Advertising is dead. We had Faye D'Souza on. It Farun took a break for four weeks, but what a bang he's back with. Siddharth Deshmukh celebrates the 100th episode of The Traveling Professor. It is an amazing show which I cannot say enough good things about. Please, please do listen to it. And a different Siddharth on the network, Siddharth Bhatia. He's just been like absolutely guest after guest, right? This week, Zoya Akhtar talking about Gully Boy. I couldn't imagine a more interesting conversation. Ragini Kumar is on two different episodes this week. She is on Cyrus Says and she is on Edges and Sledges, both in anticipation of her new show, Zindagi Diaries. Do check out her appearance on both of their shows and her new show as well. Tanvi and Shloka, the Millennial Athlete, had a phenomenal episode with Dinesh Karthik and Abhishek Nair. Absolutely riveting stuff, talking about mentorship in many different ways. Definitely do give that a listen. And finally, I have a request to all of you. We have our listener survey going out this week. Every year we send out a listener survey at the end of the year. We're doing it again this year. And we would really, really, really appreciate your help in letting us know a little bit more about yourself. Our advertisers are really keen to find out who's listening to us and more about them. Anything that you could do is kept anonymously and we would really appreciate your help in this. And to sweeten the pot just a little bit, we'll be giving a randomly selected group of participants in the survey some Rivium swag. Last year we gave out coffee mugs. What we're going to give out this year is still a surprise. So please do help us out. We'd really, really appreciate that. And with that, I hope to see you again next week. What are some of the radical changes that are now shaping our workspace? With physical distancing and heightened safety protocols being the norm, will technology finally make its large-scale entry to the workspace?
Will design as we know it change for the long term? Is it possible for the Indian commercial real estate space to adopt a 360-degree approach to sustainability? Join our hosts at the Future of Space podcast by RMC as we deliberate with industry leaders, analysts, and bright young minds on the way forward for the workspace given the new COVID normal. Tune in to the IVM Podcasts app or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts 